reading taken from uh, the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 6, verses 22 and 23. The eye is the, the, the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Well, it'd be great if you could have that uh, passage uh, open in front of you. Thank you for that reading. Uh, Helen Keller was 19 months old when she contracted an illness that left her blind, deaf, and dumb. When she was just six years of age, she began learning to speak by pressing her fingers onto her throat so she could hear the vibrations. She learned to read and write in Braille and eventually graduated from an American university. Amazingly, she went on to found the Helen Keller Home for Blind Children and she even toured the world giving lectures. She was once asked, can you think of anything worse than being blind? She replied, yes, to be able to see and have no vision. Uh, perhaps you've watched uh, the reality TV show The Apprentice, a group of highly ambitious young businesswomen and women uh, compete for the chance to work alongside uh, the British business magnate Lord Sugar. Well, I want to suggest to you that according to the Bible, and the passage we just heard read for us, it is possible to be just like any one of the business savvy candidates on that show. That is a person with high aspirations, clear vision, and a good business brain, yet also to lack a truly worthwhile ambition in this life. That is, it is possible to be a great success in the eyes of those around you and yet to be a complete failure in the eyes of the one person that truly matters. Our question this afternoon is this, what is your ambition in this life? Someone asked a slightly different question, which is this, what is the chief and highest end of men and women like those of us here today. And the answer given is this, to glorify God and fully to enjoy Him, that is God, forever. True security, I suggested last week, is not to be found in great wealth or financial security, but rather in being known by God and in enjoying a relationship with Him both now and into eternity. Now, this second question in our series is very much related to the first one. Of course, your ambition in life is very much tied up with your vision for yourself and or what it means to be successful. According to Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24, we only have the middle verses of that section printed on the sheet in front of us. But according to Matthew 6, verses 19-24, Jesus sets before us two alternatives in life. In verses 19-21, which we looked at last week, Jesus says, you and I can either put our security in earthly things that will not last, or in heavenly things that will 
in verses 22 to 23, our verses for today, I think Jesus is saying that your ambition in this life will either be filled with light or it will be filled with darkness. Look at verse 22 again. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. In these verses, Jesus uses a metaphor. A metaphor is basically a striking comparison between two things that would be ridiculous if taken literally. In verses 22 and 23, Jesus compares or likens my life and your life to a dark room with a lamp in it. You and I are to imagine that our lives are like a pitch black room where there's this one source of light shining out of that darkness. If the lamp in that room is in good working order, verse 22, then the whole room obviously will be filled with its light. But on the other hand, if that lamp is bad, for whatever reason, verse 23, that room is going to be full of darkness, isn't it? If the one source of light in an otherwise pitch black room is darkness itself, then verse 23, will the darkness in that room not be great? Well, of course, the answer is yes. It will be, verse 23. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Well, in a similar way, Jesus is saying, our eyes are like the windows that allow light into our otherwise dark bodies. Our bodies would be full of darkness, but for, the, but for our eyes that act as windows that let in light. Jesus is saying, for you and me to have lives full of light, our eyes, our vision needs to be good, since our bodies find direction in life for good or for bad, through the light or the vision given to us by our eyes. That is why uh, verse 22 begins with these words, the eye is the lamp of the body. So can you see that the emphasis in verse 22 and 23 is placed upon the eyes, the lamps of our bodies being either good or bad. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Now in verses 90 to 21, Jesus has been very concerned about my heart attitude and your heart attitude towards the assets, the wealth, and the material things that we own. You see, in of themselves, many things in this life are neither good nor bad. A knife, for example, is a neutral object. Whether it is good or bad very much depends on whether it's being wielded by a Jamie Oliver in the kitchen or by a black, fatherless teenager in, in the east of London out for revenge. In the year 2017, the fiscal year of 2017, apparently Apple sold over 216 million iPhones. In the first quarter of 2018, they sold over 15 million iPhones worldwide. When the iPhone X 
uh, came out last November. Some people camped outside Apple stores for hours, days even, just to get their hands on one. It is clear where some people's ambition lay, at least when it comes to owning an iPhone. And we are constantly being trained to think, are we not, that driving that car, working uh, for that company, living in this neighbourhood, or marrying that particular person of our dreams, well, if we can achieve these things, then we are successful. I'm achieving my ambitions. I've arrived. That's what the world is constantly telling us. Well, it's interesting that in the Bible, the words I and heart are pretty much used interchangeably. For example, the Bible poet in praying to God records these words, Incline my heart to your testimonies, and do not, and not to selfish gain, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things. The writer is using heart and eyes as if they are the same thing. See, in the Bible, the spiritually blind person is often the person who cannot see or understand with the heart. In the Old Testament book of Proverbs, a father gives his son some advice about how to avoid the snare of the sexually promiscuous woman with these words. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes Observe my ways. According to the Bible, the issues of this life proceed out of the heart. That is, our desires, our longings, our plans, our decisions, our vision or ambition for a better life all flow from out of our heart, the core of our being. And here in Matthew 6, verse 22 and 23, Jesus is saying the same thing, but here he uses a different metaphor. One that uses the eye instead of the heart. Just as the heart directs the whole course of a person's life, so the eyes affects the whole body. The eye affects the whole directional course of a person's life. Their vision concerning where they want to go in life their vision concerning where they want to go in life, their ambition, if you like. Your life, my life, can and will be filled with either darkness or light, depending on whether our eyes, our vision, our ambition is good or bad. So the question is, what does it mean to have a good or bad eyes, good or bad vision or ambition in life? Well, the word good in verse 22 means something like singleness of purpose or undivided loyalty. The good-eyed person, then, is the person who, with undivided loyalty or singleness of purpose, is fixed or focused upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Such a person's life will be filled with light if all they think, say, and do is motivated by a love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Such a person's life will be filled with light. This is to have a godly ambition. By contrast, the person with bad eyes will have their eyes fixed or focused mainly upon worldly, earthly or selfish ambition. Their vision or ambition for a better life will be limited to this world only. They may deceive themselves into thinking they have lives full of light here and now, but one day the great darkness in them 
will be seen for what it truly is. As they stand before God to give an account of their poor spiritual vision and ambition that left them with no time for relationship with God. He will turn to them and say some words recorded for us in a story that Jesus told in Luke 12. You fool! This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you prepared for yourself? An old Italian proverb captures very well the point Jesus is making here. It goes like this. The last coat a man wears has no pockets. None of us can take any of the stuff we have accumulated in this life with us when we die. Hence, we have no need of pockets. And anyway, how much can you fit into a few small pockets anyway? A vicar was asked at a funeral, how much did she leave, vicar? He replied, she left everything. They always do. Perhaps your vision or ambition in life is to have a high standard of living, a life full of exotic holidays and many material things. Yet often people with high standards of living have a very poor quality of life, don't they? People have every time-saving gadget on the market and yet often complain that there aren't enough hours in the day. They have sophisticated means of communicating with people on the other side of the, the world, whether through Skype or FaceTime or Twitter or email or conference calling, but they cannot find the time to communicate meaningfully with those closest to them. They have second homes, but not enough hours in which to enjoy their first one. I read some months back of a, a businessman who owned a Mediterranean villa with a huge swimming pool and, and rooms big enough to get lost in. Although he was only 40 years of age, he had helped to create a multi-million pound empire, which included property, publishing and franchising. But then he had a life-changing illness, and suddenly, for the first time ever, he had to face up to the fact that he was not invulnerable in his personal life in the way he had been in his business life. Being a great businessman could not protect him from death. After going through this experience, he said this, what I really crave now is not success, I already have that. No, it may sound trite, but what I want to make is a difference. Some people have a clear vision of what they want to become in life. They chase down their dreams and fulfill their ambitions, only to find that life at the top is not only lonely, but ultimately unsatisfying. One internationally known speaker on business and family issues put it this way. I meet men and women every day, successful men and women, who have often achieved beyond their wildest dreams. Yet they would give all they possess if only they could change the past. So what is their great regret? Is it that they could have been more effective salespeople, received wider acclaim for their academic papers, or pushed hard to get that promotion? Rarely. No. The regret is almost always in the area of relationships. Jesus says such people have got their ambitions all wrong. Uh, Vincent Foster was one of the most powerful lawyers in the world. He was deputy counsel to former U.S. President Bill Clinton. One day he gave a lecture to an auditorium packed full of students desperate to hear 
from the man whose success they all wanted to emulate. Part of his speech included the following. Three weeks ago, my wife Lisa and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. She has been my editor, my jury consultant, and my best friend. I wish for all of you a Lisa. Balance wisely your professional life and your family life. God only allows us so many opportunities with our children to read a story, go fishing, play catch, and say our prayers together. Try not to miss one of them. The office can wait. Six weeks later, he was dead. The verdict of all five investigations, suicide. That is how crushing the pressure at the top can be, which reminds me of a quote from Hollywood actor and funny man, Bill Carey. He said this, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. Whatever the state of your personal relationship, don't miss out on the most important relationship of them all, knowing God and being known by him both now and stretching into eternity. Beware of being so busy chasing those dreams that you have no time to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ who loved you enough to die on a Roman cross in order to make relationship with God possible for you as you sit here this afternoon. Don't allow the light inside you to go out, to be engulfed by the darkness, verse 23. By contrast, the person who has embraced Jesus as their personal saviour and lord is the person who is eager to store up for themselves treasure in heaven. Such a person will have good spiritual eyesight. They will have vision that is full of light because they will have godly ambitions and a godly vision in terms of where they want to go in life and what they want to do. But what would that look like in practice? Well, let me give you one example. John Lang was a young man who was earning a good salary from the family construction business. He bought a modest-looking home and lived in it for the rest of his life. He worked out that he could provide comfortably for his family on a third of his income. So he saved half of what was left and gave the rest away to Christians who told other people about the good news of Jesus Christ. After a while, he gave all he earned away because his savings alone were enough to live on. In 1979, when he died, his personal fortune amounted to only a few pounds. Yet, to this very day, the money he left in his trust fund is being used to support those who tell others about Jesus all over the world. Now, that is what the Bible would call true vision, or a really worthwhile ambition. John Lang had the vision and ambition to invest in that which would last for all eternity. Instead of trying to take all his money with him, he invested it in heaven. I reckon he's going to get a good return on his investment. Because his life, verse 22, was full of light. A great Christian martyr once said this, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. So as I close, can I ask you a question? What is your ambition in this, your life? Do you have a vision to be a true success in this world? Or are you just going with the crowd here in our great capital city, hoping not to be disappointed when you get to the top, whatever that means to you personally? Has your vision or ambition become flooded with darkness? 
Has your spiritual vision dimmed? The dark cloud of worldly ambition having taken over. If all your ambitions in this life revolve around not being able to take your eyes off the material things of this world, because you've come to believe that in them is your satisfaction and security, then ask yourself this question. How is my heart doing? What has happened to my spiritual vision? Do I even have any spiritual vision? But perhaps you're not a Christian here today. Well, I want to say to you that it would be a shame if you worked so hard to get to the top, only to finally feel empty inside and unsatisfied when you get there with all your personal relationships, perhaps in ruins. If you want a vision or ambition that offers true significance, then you need to put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd be delighted to chat with you. I'm sure James or Claire would also be delighted to chat with you, if that is you. In the meantime, let me close. Dear God, please forgive us for having worldly ambitions that have no time or place for you. Thank you so much for sending Jesus to die for us so that we can be forgiven and accepted by you despite our ungodly ambitions in this life. Help us to increasingly have godly ambitions and perhaps even to start having them for the very first time here this afternoon. Help us to trust Jesus for our future while storing up for ourselves treasure in heaven. And we pray this for Jesus' sake. Amen.